0: Thank you. everybody. Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I'm your host. I'm Shemayne Linney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, integrative health practitioner, and nutritional therapist. I'm very happy to have you back with me for another piece of your day. And I have a very exciting guest on today, But before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So I am ecstatic to bring you Dr. Michael Platt today. I have been so excited about this conversation for weeks now. I am a huge fan of Dr. Platt's. If you've not heard of Dr. Michael Platt before, Dr. Platt has been a pioneer in the research and advancement of the therapeutic use of progesterone cream for the use in managing adrenaline and hormonal imbalances. Dr. Platt is considered a very important pioneer in observational, functional, alternative, and allopathic medicine focused on bioidentical hormones and adrenaline overload his three books the miracle of bioidentical hormones adrenaline dominance and the platt protocol have received 11 literary awards i am a huge huge fan of you dr platt and i am so Mm. excited and that's not just irish flattery this is honesty (laughs) i am very excited to have you on my followers are most of them are well aware of who you are and what you do and i really am hoping that we can give people a real insight on literally everything progesterone not many women are aware of progesterone and i know you know this they have heard the word but they don't actually understand the importance of progesterone um so can you Tell us, firstly, what got you interested in this, and then we want to know everything about progesterone. In
1: can I let me let me ask a question. Do you have male listeners also?
0: I do have male listeners. Yeah,
1: they should be aware that men and women both have progesterone,
0: which most people don't know.
1: You're right. Even doctors think that progesterone is a woman's hormone. Mm-hmm. Men and women have the identical hormones, different levels, but the same hormones. Men actually stop making progesterone around the age of 50, it stops. And what's interesting is that after the age of 50 is when men start putting on weight around the middle, because they no longer have progesterone, which blocks insulin. Insulin is the hormone that puts on fat around the middle. Mm-hmm. And they start getting prostate cancer, which is caused by estrogen. So they no, no longer have, have progesterone to block estrogen. So it's an important hormone in both sexes. Um So, yeah, so, so, yeah, so the thing about progesterone, you know, most progesterone right now is being prescribed as an oral medication, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: something like Prometrium, and it is a micronized progesterone. However, the problem is when you take progesterone orally, it goes into the GI tract, which means it goes through the liver once progesterone hits the liver, the liver converts it into a different hormone called allopregnanolone. So oral progesterone is not progesterone. And your listeners should be aware of that.
0: That was one of the questions I had for you later on, but we'll get to it now because I do have some clients who are taking Prometrium and on their blood levels, on their pathology tests, it's showing that it is potentially helping, but their symptom picture still tells me, no, you have low progesterone.
1: Well, <clears throat> the uh, the reason why it looks like it's, it's helping uh, is that, allopregnanolone is not progesterone. It does not attach to hormone receptor sites like progesterone receptor sites. So, so the thing is that the reason why the progesterone levels seem higher with the oral, is because they're not attached to the receptor sites.
0: So it's still in the serum, but it's just not attaching.
1: Yeah. Because the the lab is reading it as progesterone, but it's not progesterone.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. And that's helpful. So progesterone is one of our sex hormones it's i believe it's our most important sex hormone what what are the what will a woman and even a man experience if they have low progesterone production
1: um the um it it would be different for men and women because um in, in women remember progesterone does help block estrogen so without progesterone women become what's called estrogen dominant mm-hmm. which means they'll have a lot of cramps and PMS breast tenderness with their periods they'll develop fibroids and endometriosis and and um you know ovarian cysts and and also estrogen you know causes cancer um so it's not to me it's not a, you know estrogen is not a happy hormone um And so women need progesterone to to protect them from from estrogen. So now with men, if they're low on progesterone, uh, they might find that their insulin level is high, which means that they'll get sleepy in the afternoon when insulin peaks or sleepy when they're driving. Um, So, and they'll find that once they start using progesterone, that sleepiness goes away. So...
0: So with the estrogen-dominant cancers, and I I say estrogen, you say estrogen, (laughs) so the estrogen-dominant cancers, progesterone is essential because progesterone blocks and balances the effects. Am I correct?
1: You're absolutely correct, yes.
0: Okay. And usually, well, not usually, but it's when a woman has experienced lower progesterone is where that's problematic in regards to the cancers.
1: Well, yeah, not only will they have problems with excess estrogen, but they'll also have big problems with excess adrenaline. And we'll talk about that.
0: Mm, Yeah, because I have I've spoken and shared your adrenaline dominance book so much, but we'll get to that at the end. Um, a lot of the symptoms I see in my lady clients with lower progesterone, obviously the sleep issues, the low libido, the weepiness. Um, and I would connect a lot of that as well, back to thyroid issues too. Um what other issues can women see? Like, why is progesterone so important to us?
1: Well, like you say, it's, it's a balancing hormone. So, and, you you know, and I like to think of it also, it, it blocks the three most toxic hormones in the body, which, which are adrenaline, estrogen, and insulin. It blocks all three of them. So it's an extremely important hormone. Um and it's it's a safe hormone, extremely safe. Um, you know, estrogen, there's concerns, you know, but but with progesterone, not only does it not cause cancer, mm-hmm. it actually can, can cause it it kills breast cancer cells. So um the um, uh, but you know, progesterone and it's so safe you can use it in babies that have colic. You know, colic is caused by excess adrenaline. And, you know, these are the babies that do a lot of kicking in the womb, which is also caused by excess adrenaline. So- So, so they've
0: received that adrenaline from the mother then? If the mother has high adrenaline, the baby then has high adrenaline?
1: It's always genetic.
0: Oh, what about I heard you mention before because people do have a concern about age limits on using progesterone, and I had heard you mention actually in your book about bedwetting and even ADHD and attention deficit in kids. Yes. Can can that be helped with progesterone?
1: Well, I'm probably the only doctor in my country, <laughs> maybe Canada, although, uh, <laughs> who. who you know, who recommends it for children. Okay. Doctors are very uh, averse to giving hormones to children. And I don't know why, because hormones control everything. Yeah. Uh, and and when 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 the fetus is in the womb, it gets exposed to incredibly high levels of progesterone. So you figure if a fetus can tolerate high, you know, high levels of progesterone, why not children? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the um yeah so so you can get rid of colic within a few minutes just by rubbing it on the baby's belly. you can get rid of bedwetting in twenty four hours, you can get rid of a d h d in twenty four hours um uh, by lowering adrenaline um
0: a d h the- d seems to be a big topic in Canada. It's my observation that nearly every patient who goes to their doctor here is getting some sort of ADHD diagnosis. And I don't necessarily agree that that's everybody has ADHD and it may just be their type one personality or these certain traits that people have.
1: Well, the, um, you know, in my book, Adrenaline Dominance, you know, I talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. Mm -hmm. The only condition I put in the good, good category is ADHD. Now you're going to say, well, why is that? Well, the most intelligent, successful, creative, creative people in the world have have ADHD. So Mm -hmm. how bad can it be? Yeah. Um, The, um, you know, I, I divide ADHD into typical type ADHD. Yeah and a creative type ADHD. And the people, the most successful people in the world are the ones that have both types of ADHD. (laughs) Uh, The heads of every corporation, I would say, most likely have two different types of ADHD. Mm -hmm. And um, probably not one of them ever finished college, by the way.
0: Like Richard Branson, the guy who owns Virgin Airlines. He never finished school.
1: Well, neither did... Um, Steve Jobs or Bill Gates never finished college?
0: Well a lot of people don't know that because we look at people by the the plaques on their walls and the degrees and the letters behind their names and when I read that in your book between the creative and successful people I was like oh my god that's me I was always so bored in school but I'm, I'm highly driven. And someone may look at me and say, Oh, my God, she has ADD. But I don't think I do. I just think I have a a type A personality. And if I'm interested in something, and if I set my eyes on a goal, there's nothing that can stop me. But I also have the OCD, comp- uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. Like my house has to be clean, everything has to be in order. But I just perceive that as a personality trait, and I we can talk more about the adrenaline because I definitely am adrenaline dominant. Before our call, I got such a spike in my adrenaline and anxiety that I ended up taking some GABA to try calm myself down, which always works for me. Always does.
1: It can. Um, The uh, you probably are a creative type person. You know, there are a lot of different types of creativity, but creative people are very intuitive about other people. They can pick up good energy and bad energy. And creative people are very. um, They get premonitions and deja vu type feelings. And when the phone rings, they'll either know who it is before they they answer or they'll say, I was just thinking about you.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: creative people also will notice that animals will be very attracted to them. Uh, if they have deer in the backyard, the deer will come up and eat out of their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and also creative type children will be attracted to creative type people. Um, and this is all related to adrenaline. Um mm-hmm. So um,
0: so is that like the energy the creative people give off that attracts the same types of energy?
1: Well, it, it's the adrenaline that provides a certain type of energy that energy allows them to tap into the energy that goes through the air. Yeah. A lot of energy going through the air from, from satellites and Wi-Fi and cell phones and a lot of energy going through the air. And creative people can tap into that energy
0: and, and it's crazy uh, how that works my husband and my kids laugh at me whenever I go out of the house some random person will stop and talk to me I can't go anywhere they'll just talk to me and I know when someone's calling me on the phone and I'm still waiting though to know what the lottery numbers are so I'm clearly not that intuitive <laughs> right now
1: um you know when you talk about creative people you know you you know there's musicians mm. and if you look at the the music industry a lot of drugs and alcohol and people that have a lot of adrenaline get into drugs and alcohol cuz they just want to relax because mm. it's a very powerful hormone um so i just thought i would mention that
0: which would be a lot when we go back to the progesterone which would be a lot a lot of my women or a lot of people that come to me for help they either have resorted to some sort of comfort in the evening to help them relax whether it be wine or junk food or netflix and they also have a lot of trouble sleeping and i've always put it down to well that's your stress that's your adrenaline but the more i looked into progesterone and your bioidenticals book the more i realized well the stress is affecting their progesterone, which is then allowing the adrenaline to go nuts.
1: Well, <clears throat> I should probably mention um, not only some of the symptoms, but but why the body produces adrenaline. Mm. Um, you know, most people think of adrenaline as what they call the fight or flight hormone, and so when people are in danger, the body pours out adrenaline. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the danger is over, then the adrenaline level goes down. Mm -hmm. But what people don't realize, especially the the medical system, is that the primary function of adrenaline is not to keep people um, to survive danger. The primary function of adrenaline is to make sure the brain has enough fuel. Um, Most people do not realize that the brain uses more sugar than any other tissue in the body. Mm -hmm. And anytime the body detects that the sugar level in the brain is low, it simply puts out adrenaline to raise sugar levels through a process called gluconeogenesis where it converts protein into sugar. Okay. So the, um, so you can understand that when the brain is being overused, or if the body is burning up sugar like an exercise. Mm. And um, in other words, there's a lot of times that the brain can be low in sugar, um, there will be an outpouring of, of adrenaline. You know, this is why, you know, a lot of people do intermittent, intermittent fasting, but they should realize that you go too long a period without without fuel, the body will be making its own sugar by putting out adrenaline. <clears throat> so I'm not a big advocate of intermittent, for people who've got a lot of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. The, um, but you're right, it, it does. it's the adrenaline that interferes with sleep. A lot of people grind their teeth at night, um, toss and turn. Uh, adrenaline peaks at 2.30 in the morning. And people will wake up at that time to urinate very often. Because adrenaline gives people that urge to urinate. During the day, you know, they have a condition, they call it an overactive bladder in, in women.
0: Yeah.
1: When they have to go, they have to go. <clears throat> a lot of women, when they're rushing to the toilet, they get dribbling. They, they lose some urine and they, they <clears> that's <throat> called urgency incontinence.
0: Yeah.
1: But again, it's all adrenaline and so easy to fix, you know, just by managing adrenaline. Um,
0: so how are we, what's, Progesterone is the best way to manage adrenaline.
1: Am I correct? It's one of the ways. Okay. It, you, you know the the reason I say that <clears throat> is that you know doctors are not trained for the most part with regard to treating the cause of illness. Mm. They just give out, out band aids. Mm. But even when it comes to adrenaline, in order to manage it you have to treat the reason why the body is releasing it. Now, remember, you know, as I mentioned, the body uses adrenaline to, <clears throat> to raise sugar levels for the brain. So the thing is, is, is that if you provide fuel to the brain, the body doesn't have to use adrenaline to provide the fuel. Okay. So the brain uses two different fuels. One is glucose, that's the type of sugar. And the best source of glucose for the brain comes from vegetables. And the reason for that is that the glucose from vegetables does not stimulate a lot of insulin. Mm-hmm. And the problem with insulin, it lowers sugar levels, which produces more adrenaline. Yeah. Candy and soda are great <clears throat> great sources of glucose, but they produce a lot of insulin.
0: Yeah.
1: That's why kids with ADHD become more hyperactive after they drink soda or eat candy. Yeah. Um so the um so so the the primary treatment for excess adrenaline is actually just to provide the right fuel to the brain now glucose is one of the two two fuels the other fuel the brain uses are ketones and you know there is a ketogenic diet which i, I don't recommend because it's a very difficult diet yeah but you can get ketones directly from coconut oil or mct oil yeah So so people with a lot of adrenaline, coconut oil, MCT oil, vegetables, and progesterone. Now, the progesterone will block the adrenaline, but the problem is it doesn't lower it. Okay. The eating correctly will lower it. The progesterone will block it, and you've got it managed.
0: So we've got the nutritional template, and then the kind of support is going to be the progesterone exactly and specifically the progesterone <clears throat> cream which i've been using with my clients for about 2 years now so let's kind of well i'll tell you some anecdotes some of my clients who have been using it they weren't sleeping one of them had terrible aches and pains like so severe that she was on celebrex for years just to numb herself and help her sleep and then I had another who had diagnosed PMDD and she had horrific symptoms, terrible menses, terrible PMS. And all of them started the cream and they're like, oh, my God, this is a game changer for me. Now, I started the cream only in the last two weeks and only in the luteal phase of my cycle, because I do ovulate, but I overtrain. I know I do. I overwork. I push myself hard. And although I'm ovulating, I think I'm not producing enough progesterone. So I figured, well, I'll add it into the second half of my cycle and see how that helps me. So between my clients and hopefully the progress I see myself, I... I think this is a game changer and I'm so grateful that we can get it into Canada. Um, But with the topical cream that you sell, I have a couple of questions and these were sent to me from some of my followers as well is um, how fast is it at working? How long does it stay in your system? What are we looking at dosage or amounts to use? I know you said it's perfectly safe.
1: Okay. <clears throat> the, um, well, first of all, when it comes to progesterone cream, and remember, I don't rec- recommend the oral progesterone at all, mm-hmm. um, is that the strength is important. Um, and I recommend a 5% cream. And the reason 5% means that each pump produces 50 milligrams of progesterone. That's the exact strength you need to block adrenaline. Okay. Most over-the-counter progesterones are, are less than five percent, um, but five percent is like the magic number. Um, it it's in the bloodstream for about five or six minutes, uh, which is a very short period of time. Because mm-hmm. the, the reason why it's such because there are so many progesterone receptor sites that, and once it's attached to a receptor site, you can't get a blood blood test on it. So. Um, but in terms of how, how soon it, it works, people will notice within a few minutes. Um, if they have a lot of adrenaline, first of all, they feel much more relaxed and they'll be able to focus better again within within just a few minutes. You know, I I have to assume a lot of your lady people, mm-hmm. lady clients, um are concerned about weight.
0: Most most people are, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what they should be aware of, which is, again, never talked about, is that adrenaline is probably the number one cause of weight gain. Now, the reason I say this is that adrenaline peaks to 2.30 in the morning when people are usually lying in bed
0: mm.
1: and they're not moving. Now, adrenaline is a very powerful hormone and it creates stress to the body and the body responds to stress by putting out another hormone called cortisol. Mm -hmm. Now, both adrenaline and cortisol both raise glucose levels. That's how they operate. So the whole thing about sugar is that it doesn't matter whether you're eating sugar or if the body's making sugar, if you don't burn it up, the body takes all that extra sugar and puts it into your fat cells for storage. It's Mm -hmm. fat. And I feel that excess adrenaline is probably the number one cause of weight gain. Nobody ever talks about it. Um, yeah. Well,
0: especially at night,
1: right? And especially creative type people. Remember, they're the ones that have the most adrenaline.
0: Oh so yeah, <laughs> a
1: lot of a lot of them fight weight all the time. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that. <laughs>
0: So would Uh, this also contribute to the accumulation of visceral fat specifically, if someone is not sleeping because they've so much adrenaline and cortisol and thus insulin, would this contribute to an excess of the visceral fat?
1: Well, probably all sorts of fat.
0: And and the cholesterol and the artery plaque and all that.
1: Well, possibly I, um, excess adrenaline is not, a healthy type situation from, from a longevity standpoint, adrenaline actually shrinks telomeres, which sort of give an indication about how long you're going to live anyway. But um, yeah. So, um, but, you know, you mentioned PMDD premenstrual dysphoric disorder, Mm -hmm. which doctors say there's no cure for. You mentioned that person with the aches and pains who took the Celebrex. Yeah. Again, fibromyalgia is what she had, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's also caused by excess adrenaline. And this is, you know, so this is why they felt after starting progesterone, they felt better.
0: Yeah,
1: um, But there are a lot of conditions felt to be incurable that are caused by excess adrenaline that doctors are not aware of. Um, the... Um,
0: I heard you tell, I'm sorry to interrupt. I heard you tell an antidote before on, uh, I think it was Dave Asprey's podcast about this male client you had come into your clinic and he has severe nausea and you gave him a little bit. Um, I have a lot of clients who wake up in the morning with nausea for no apparent reason until now.
1: (laughs) Well, the thing, adrenaline does cause nausea and vomiting. Mm -hmm. Uh, you may have heard of women that vomit throughout their entire pregnancy. They call that hyperemesis gravidarum. That's caused by excess adrenaline. They have another condition called cyclical vomiting syndrome in children. And they wind up having to be hospitalized because they start vomiting. They can't stop. Again, caused by adrenaline. And But the reason why your clients are waking up nauseated, because remember, adrenaline peaks in the early morning. Yeah. And um so yeah, this client who this fellow, excuse me, this patient who came in, um the reason he came in because every morning he, he would actually wake up and vomit. And um and he also had severe, severe fibromyalgia. Anyway, so he came in with talking. Mm. I put some progesterone cream on his forearm and he rubbed the two arms together. Yeah. Um and we, we started talking and after about five minutes, he, he sat back in his chair and he looked at me and he said, doc, in my entire life, I've never felt this good. Yeah. And he never had another episode of vomiting since, at, at, what, since he left my office.
0: Yep.
1: But let me tell you something, you know, when you treat the underlying cause of an illness, mm-hmm. you can make people feel better. Yeah. can actually cure them. And doctors don't see that because they don't treat the cause. They just give out band-aids. That's yeah. Funny. Um, I'm not a big fan of our medical system. I'll be honest with you. Um, I think
0: a lot of people are of the same opinion, especially after the last few years.
1: Well, um, so
0: can you um? There are a couple of things that I want to discuss and I know we got a little bit delayed at the start, so I want to be respectful of your time. But can you tell us about the connection between progesterone and cholesterol? Because cholesterol is a hot topic.
1: Why? Why is it a hot topic? You you know, you can't live without cholesterol. Mm. And every hormone in the body is made with cholesterol. And let me tell you something else that you don't hear much about. Women with the highest cholesterol levels have the greatest longevity. They live the longest. So, why is this? Why is it they, they try so hard to lower cholesterol levels? You know, when I did my training, a normal cholesterol was 300. And they had much less heart disease then. But when they came out with the statin drugs, they couldn't get enough people on the drugs because they had that. Because 300 was normal. Yes. Yeah. So, so the drug companies lowered the upper limit of normal. They went down to 260. And overnight, millions of people had to get on the drugs. So they so they said, well, that was easy. So they kept on lowering it. In fact, they got the normal level down to 160 because they wanted to put children on these drugs. You know, people don't realize that drug companies control our whole medical system. You know, they, they, they can control what doctors learn in medical school. They control the medical boards. They control the FDA. They control everything.
0: Yeah. And
1: So, so the, the entity in charge of, of medicine has no interest in people being healthy. And that's the way it is. Yeah. But yeah. let me get off my soapbox. <laughs> okay. But the thing about cholesterol, you know, you've mentioned the thyroid before. Yeah. And when I did my training, which goes back a long time. Uh, when I did my training, um, we were taught that um, cholesterol was the poor man's thyroid test. Mm. And the reason for that, the thyroid controls cholesterol metabolism. Yeah. So, so my way of thinking, if somebody does have high cholesterol, the best approach is to start with thyroid.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, again, you're treating the cause of the problem. Yeah. You know, statin drugs, um, you know, that, you know, that they, they can cause diabetes, they cause muscle aches and pains, they cause dementia. I mean, they, you name it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, I've spoken to my clients and followers before in that, well, if you have cholesterol high cholesterol levels, that could be an indication that you have some hypothyroidism going on and to keep an eye out for, or even if you have gallbladder issues, that could be an indication that there's something going on here. And what is slowing your thyroid down? Well, could it be your adrenaline is on all the time?
1: <laughs> okay. So you don't need me.
0: Oh, well, I do need you. <laughs> so I I really wanted to drive that home because I, I get a lot of requisitions sent to me and people want me to look over their pathology results and a lot of high cholesterols and i try to put it in context and say well look your markers are good and your inflammatory markers are good i don't think this is too much of a concern as long as we keep working on like the lifestyle the nutrition the sleep that sort of stuff but for sure the more i consider progesterone now and some other symptoms i'm thinking well maybe the progesterone is playing a part here as well especially post-menopause
1: okay I'll go along with that.
0: Well, you can tell me your opinion. I mean, I want to be corrected. You're the expert.
1: <laughs> no. uh, um, the, um, but it probably the number one hormone that does have to be replaced in the menopause is progesterone. Uh, but the hormone that is replaced most often is estrogen. Yeah. Now, when it comes to estrogen, um, you know there there are three natural type estrogens. The one that's most commonly prescribed is estradiol, which is my least favorite hormone. Yeah. Now this is me. This is this is just my thing, and um, you know because theoretically, the, the only reason a, a woman after the menopause would need a high level of estradiol is she's trying to get pregnant, mm-hmm. but. The estrogen, there's an estrogen called Estriol. Yeah. Not Estradiol, but Estriol, um, which is the only one I recommend because it's the only one that doesn't cause cancer. Yeah. And it's the only one effective for vaginal dryness. Um, so, and so, so so that's a safe estrogen to use.
0: How long does that one take effect for the instance of vaginal dryness and pain with intercourse? How long would topical estradiol be?
1: About ten to fourteen days.
0: And then, do you need to continue to use it, or?
1: Well, you you continue you, you do continue to need to continue using it, but maybe twice a month, just to maintain the lack of dryness. Uh, if you want, you can use it. You know, some women use it to get rid of crow's feet and other wrinkles and stuff like that. Does it so, work? <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. It, it, there's always safe ways of doing things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If back to and I'm sorry to beat a dead horse to death, but with the progesterone, the topical progesterone. Does someone use that continuously? Or like I said, I'm going to do it in the second half of my cycle because I'm cycling. Is that more individual, like based on a woman's life cycle?
1: Well, um, I, I have women actually use it every day. Okay. Um, and the The number of times per day is dependent in the beginning as to how much adrenaline they have. Okay. So if they have their adrenaline pretty well managed because they're eating correctly and whatever, uh, twice, twice a day is optimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, and like I say, it's a very safe hormone to take. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, testosterone is another important hormone for women. Um, And when women are in the menopause, their level is close to zero. Um, But, you know, the number one cause of death in women is heart attacks. Yeah. Okay. Um, And the heart has more testosterone receptor sites than any other tissue in the body. Mm -hmm. So my feeling that maybe this high incidence of heart attacks in women is because their testosterone level is low. I'm I'm just throwing this out there.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not a researcher. I'm not a scientist. Yeah. That I observe. Yeah. Um,
0: Which is not uncommon when you observe women, especially postmenopausal, and most don't have a lot of muscle mass, and most don't exercise and do anything to stimulate their testosterone. It would make sense.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> women need two hormones for libido, mm-hmm. an interest in sex. Uh, one is testosterone; the other is progesterone. Um, those <clears throat> they need both for libido.
0: If a woman started your topical progesterone cream, would she then be on it for the rest of her life? Do you think? Or
1: I, I tell women that even when they're being lowered into the ground. <laughs> To make sure they send some progesterone with them.
0: Just put a little bit beside them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I look at progesterone as, it's like an anti-aging hormone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've, I've described it in two ways. Our vitality hormone, but also our sanity hormone. It keeps us sane. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, I had heard you mention before, the auxiliary neuritis and a lot of people haven't heard of that a lot of people think that that's just a migraine can you discuss that connection because it was only when you mentioned that in another episode I had always spoke about man I get this pain here at the back of my neck like a tenderness and I always attributed it to migraine but apparently I'm wrong
1: well <clears throat> yeah, what you're talking about is occipital neuritis, um, which is at the base of the skull here. Yeah, and when you know, and you know, I should mention that when people have a lot of adrenaline, they have certain symptoms. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, you mentioned about the trouble sleeping, and but also it's an anger hormone. So people with a lot of adrenaline will be very quick to anger with short views. that's where road rage comes in yeah and you can actually get rid of road rage in 24 hours just by lowering lowering adrenaline however okay but other symptoms uh, when people have a lot of adrenaline um they may notice that they have cold hands or cold feet you know that's always blamed on the thyroid but it's not it's adrenaline okay and the other thing uh, it causes constipation um via something called irritable bowel syndrome. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is adrenaline is a survival hormone. And part of the survival response, it cuts off blood supply to areas of the body not needed for survival. Mm -hmm. And that includes the intestines. They're not needed for survival. Mm -hmm. So because the blood supply is cut off, you get constipation. Um, But the other thing is that people with a lot of adrenaline almost always carry a lot of tension in the back of the the neck. Mm -hmm. And this can actually cause something called tinnitus because it cuts off the blood supply to the inner ear. Um, But it also can cause uh, occipital neuritis, which causes excruciating headaches. And um, 100% of the time, 100% of the time they're mistaken for migraines. Yeah. But the difference is these are easy headaches to get rid of just by putting some progesterone cream on the back of the neck. Oh uh, goodness! Yeah. See, you know it's not hard to get people well. <laughs> like I say, and I keep repeating that you just have to treat the reason why they're not well.
0: Yeah, I have so many clients that get migraine, and they'll get Botox, and they'll try acupuncture, and this, that, and the other, but. If you're telling me that just progesterone can help in majority of these cases, that is a game changer and and safer than a lot of the alternative recommendations, especially high dose Mm. Advil uh, and aspirin and all this stuff.
1: I'll go along with that. Yeah, (laughs) you're
0: good. I had a question was sent to me from a lady who said she heard this off another doctor and he said that when using topical or sublingual progesterone and even other hormones that it can be potentially transferred to another person through contact through hugging through your clothes if you wash them in the same washing machine i kind of had said well I don't believe that would be the case because even if it went through the washing machine, it would be emulsified with detergent. If it was in fact a thing, but I said, I would definitely ask you, like, can we transfer hormones?
1: Well, <clears throat> the, the one hormone to be aware of that mm. is tes- testosterone. Okay. That can be transferred that, but. Directly, not after you've done the washing, you don't have to worry about it. But, um, but you know, a, a mother who is using, you know, you, there's a thing called postpartum depression. Yeah. Which, of course, you know, when as soon as a woman delivers the baby, the progesterone level plummets, and so postpartum depression is just caused by a drop in progesterone. And obviously the way to treat it is to give somebody progesterone. So if you're giving a mother progesterone who has just had a baby, it's completely safe because the the baby in the womb was exposed to incredibly high levels of progesterone. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Nothing else, the baby will like the progesterone. Yeah.
0: Uh, So if you would be the same through if you were using the estrogen and you let's just say you use topical estrogen because this was part of the question and you hugged your son so i'm a a woman and i hug my son is he then going to get some estrogen off me
1: well he he might i wouldn't worry too much about it It won't be a lot of estrogen Uh, i think not enough to even cause any significant changes
0: yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking, if it was the case at all. So um, lastly, I wanted to just ask you, what is the difference between synthetic and bioidentical hormones? Why is one better than the other?
1: Um well, when you talk about bioidentical hormones, you talk about a hormone that's the exact the exact molecule of what the body produces. Mm-hmm. And and the way hormones operate is they attach to receptor sites, and once they're attached to a receptor site, then they take care of whatever job they're doing. It depending on you know where they're attaching to. Um, that's with the bioidentical hormones. The problem with the synthetics is that you know they don't attach to these receptor sites because they're not identical molecules. And this is why they have a lot of side effects. Um, You know, a a drug like Premarin. And most people, I think, are aware that it stands for pregnant mare's urine. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it comes from, you know, pregnant mares. The problem is when these pregnant mares give birth to the cults, I don't know if these women are aware of it. They kill the cults because they don't need them. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was
0: not aware of that at all.
1: Well, I think people should be aware of that. Um,
0: so is that then connected back to that anger management aspect?
1: Well, um well, again, just lowering adrenaline gets rid of anger. Yeah. But you know, but but also internalization of anger is one of the causes of depression.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's it you know it, again it you know people you know they're relying on a, on a medical system that really should be better than it is
0: yeah
1: and so but what's nice about progesterone is that people can take care of themselves you know just yeah. by eating correctly you know the vegetables the coconut oil the MCT oil. Um, and use the progesterone cream and get rid of a lot of conditions that doctors say they're incurable. Um,
0: Would that stand to reason then if someone was eating a terrible diet, the progesterone cream is not going to be as effective for them?
1: um, Well, by terrible diet, you mean they don't eat any vegetables they don't use yeah well, let me tell, let me tell the problem um, you I don't you, you, have you ever heard the term insulin resistance in the yeah. brain yeah, yeah the other term for that is type 3 diabetes,
0: which is like Alzheimer's dementia
1: yes exactly right and um people that have no fuel in the brain are predisposed to developing alzheimers but when you but if you give these people progesterone cream they get an outpouring of adrenaline and um so if anybody ever finds that you know that every time they start using progesterone they get worse that's because the brain doesn't have fuel so i'd like to you know mention how important it is especially when using progesterone, to make sure you're getting the right fuel to the brain.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but you're, and people are probably aware that a lot of times you can actually cure Alzheimer's with coconut oil. I so, don't think
0: a lot of people are aware of that.
1: <laughs> okay, maybe they're not. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think people just accept, honestly, I think people just accept, oh, so-and-so has Alzheimer's, or so-and-so has dementia. And that's the end of it. This is the end of the line. You got the diagnosis and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: Okay. Um, do you have any dog lovers amongst your clients? Oh,
0: loads. Albert is a big dog province. Did
1: you know that progesterone is good for dogs?
0: I knew that, but they didn't know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, do- dogs with separation anxiety. Uh, um, the... um. Any type of anxiety is caused by adrenaline. Yeah. Um, And so the progestin cream goes inside the ear of the dog because it's like skin and it gets absorbed very quickly. So in about a minute, you can get rid of separation anxiety in the dog. Or those dogs that are afraid of thunder or firecrackers or dogs that are aggressive, which is also adrenaline. So...
0: Would that work for a cat? My cat has separation anxiety, but he's also a biter. He likes to show his love through nipping. Could I use the progesterone cream on him?
1: It, it certainly won't. Hurt, it will not hurt him.
0: I'm gonna do that test and let you know. That's yeah. Okay. So um, we've covered quite a lot now, and it's been amazing. I I wanted to get your opinion on. If I'm on the correct lines with my line of thinking, I have a lot of clients with a lot of stress in their lives. And because of that, they're experiencing very heavy periods bad PMS. They're not sleeping. When I say they're not sleeping, they're waking up in the middle of the night and they're awake for hours. I have one lady who wakes up at 3.30 every morning and that's it. She's up for the day. She cannot go back asleep. And my inclination is that because of their stress and adrenaline, it is then stealing, like the alone steal, stealing their progesterone and that if i help them with the progesterone the topical that's probably going to fix a lot of their issues
1: i would i would agree with that
0: okay fantastic this has been so enlightening i know we had a bit of a hiccup at the beginning but this it worked out well <laughs> So I very, very much appreciate your time and you were gracious enough to offer um, my clients a discount for everyone who wants to avail of that and check out Dr. Platt's books, the creams, of course, you have a lot of great articles, that's plattwellness.com and they can use um, Coach Mains 15 to get a discount. Is there anything you'd like to kind of wrap us up with? Maybe a summary or put us on our way?
1: <laughs> I I just want to re you know restate that it's important that people become what's called proactive about their health. In other words, they, they can't rely on a medical system that has no interest in their being healthy in their being healthy. Yeah. And so um but one of the fortunate things is that this is a simple way that people can actually feel better without even having to see a doctor, frankly. Yeah. Even, even though they really should check everything I say. But yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Well, uh, thank you so much for your time. And again, it's Plat Wellness. And for those of us in Canada as well, you can get. Adrenaline Dominance on Amazon, along with the Bioidentical Hormone Book on Amazon in Canada, too. This has been an absolute pleasure. I can't thank you enough for your time, Dr. Platt. And I I think everyone's really going to take a lot away from this conversation.
1: um, And on my website, there's a lot of information Mm -hmm. about hormones and adrenaline. And there's also if they needed a meal plan to lower adrenaline.
0: Yes, I noticed that earlier when I was on the site.
1: You know, you you mentioned that the, there's a lot of talk about ADHD and mm-hmm. they talk about that sometimes it's hard to get hold of the drugs. But, you know, Canada uh, at one time took Stratera off the market and because it was killing too many children, and which is understandable because one of the side effects of these ADHD drugs is sudden death. Because mm-hmm. what it is... <clears throat> it's actually adrenaline that they're taking and they already have a lot of adrenaline. And adrenaline is a very powerful hormone. Um, yeah. So it's to me, it's a blessing that they're <laughs> running out of the, these medicines, but they don't need it because they can get rid of ADHD just by eating correctly and using progesterone. cream.
0: Yeah, and that's, um, it's helpful for a lot of my women to hear for their children because a lot of them tell me my child has ADD or ADHD, uh, which I don't agree with these diagnoses. And Canada is a bit of a funny place because a few places have legalized heroin and some other drugs, yet we can't get our hands on some helpful pharmaceuticals.
1: Like progesterone.
0: Yeah, like it's it's interesting how that works. Oh, the last question was someone and I and you did answer this in another podcast, but this is going to come up again. Um, and I know you know the answer, but some woman was saying, Well, I'm a bit apprehensive to order the cream because it's not FDA approved. Um, and how come uh, we don't need a prescription for it? Like they were a little bit suspicious, and I was hoping you could really answer that really quick.
1: Well, first of all, it, it is FDA approved. Perfect. Um, and in fact, it used to be that only the major drug companies provided progesterone. Mm.
0: Um,
1: the the problem why people don't hear a whole lot about progesterone cream is that uh, it's it's a natural product, and they can't patent natural products, so that's why they have very little interest. Um, um, so. Yeah, but it's it's um, it, it's a very safe hormone,
0: and we don't need prescription. Am I correct? Because it's under a cosmetics license instead of pharmaceuticals.
1: That's correct.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I just wanted to reassure people of that.
1: <laughs> okay i feel reassured.
0: Really <laughs> well thank you so much for your time this has been a pleasure i hope you have a wonderful day thank you so so much
1: it's been a pleasure for me too
0: thank you